Welcome to live from Studio 6B. I, uh, I'm here with my man Slick Rick. We're, gonna, we're, we're a little bit questioning of his uh, his rhythm. He looks like he's got rhythm with the purple outfit on. Looks terrific, of course. But, boy, that opening beat, sometimes I feel like you're off a of hair. Okay. All right, we're going to work on that. We got David Zier with news. Hey, guys. We what's got, going what's on? You, what's on your mind tonight? What do you got mostly on your Georgia mind? Georgia on my mind. Um, Ohio's on my mind. Um, the Russia conflict. Hunter Biden being a total sleazebag is on my mind. Oh, he's not a bad guy <laughs> sleeping with his sister. Really? You just came around to that one? Yeah, I just figured it out. Just came together. No, most people, you know, have sex with their dead brother's wives. And then get allegedly. them hooked on crack. Yeah, yeah, right. And do all kinds of things uh, in dirty, naughty places. Rick D, what's going on, buddy? How are you, my friend? I am good. I am good. I'm excited about tonight. You know, I feel like the show's so much better when, uh, <laughs> no, when, when you know, when you know David, they rec- when David's you, out of the country. You, you, you know, Paul, they record this show and he can watch it anytime. Yeah, <laughs> I take it all back. Gaming is the greatest thing that I've had. No. What do you mean? So, There's uh, no internet at that resort. Uh, yeah, what's that? There's no internet at the resort, Gio said. Yeah, I, there's no way. If he's watching this at the resort, we have we have bigger problems. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't think we have an ambassador to the Bahamas right now. We've been ignoring Central and South America, by the way, in the Caribbean. And that's why they're doing great. Yeah, no, but seriously, we, you know, we got a lot of problems, a lot of Chinese influence down there. We need a new oh, Monroe Doctrine. Yeah, they're building, like, army bases and stuff in the Caribbean, yeah, right? Like 25 new ports. And it's stuff? like South America with yeah. the Chinese, yeah. Yeah, it's great. The Chinese, it's just a matter of time, but we're all, you know, dressed in, in, in fatigues and, and hammer and sickle. So let's start with Hunter Biden. We talked about him earlier. How is that not the biggest story in the news everywhere I mean, how is that not the single biggest story is the question I have for everybody. Rick D, I mean, we're talking about a guy who has had uh, presidential clearance. He's been on Air Force Two five times. He's mm-hmm. been to China with the Chai Coms doing all kinds of business deals. He's had all kinds of board directing jobs in Ukraine. You know, the the central piece of the United Nations, the EU, uh, the this conflict that is obviously destroying a nation, killing Thousands and thousands of innocent women and children and non-combatants. Now we're seeing all the repercussions in, in Russia where women and children are being starved and the economic uh, ramifications globally. And now we're seeing how it's going to affect our farmers with you know, the fertilizer industry. Uh, it's going to kill so much of what we, we grow here. And we're seeing gas prices continue to go up despite the fact that our administration is going to get worse. Getting, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. This is the tip of it. How is this not the single biggest story that he is in the middle of almost all of these conflicts? We're rationing fertilizer on, from the, the train distribution system in the uh, upper west coast area. It's, uh, the farmers can't get it. It's crazy. Well, the farmers can't get it because the, the, there's been an edict put down by the people that run the, uh, the trains. Um, right. They're, they're, they've been told they're supposed to cut back. They're not going to allow as much fertilizer to be shipped. Now, who runs that? Ah, little guys, uh, you know, uh, known as Buffett and those kind of guys. They own a lot of railroads. Turns out it's them. Yeah. Guess what? Who do they like? They like, you know, all the uh, all the World Economic Forum people. What do they want? Yeah. We all party. know where this is leading. Yep. But the- this is one. Way, this is their way to get there. They control all these huge mechanisms, and unfortunate, uh, unfortunately for us, we're at the whim. Hunter Biden. Um, 
tomorrow but maybe night. that's but that but David, not to cut you off, but yeah. maybe that's why we're not talking about Hunter Biden as much because there are so many other things going on. There's so many other crimes that these people are committing that you know Hunter Biden kind of falls by the wayside. Well, I think uh, there's a blackout in the MSM on it, but yes, oh yeah, I mean the world's going to pot as well, right. and that's uh, a bigger story probably, yeah. but probably tied in because what kind of. Uh, you know, how has the Biden administration been compromised because of their activity? Right. When you really do look at the, as, you know, Bannon calls it the party of Davos, the International Monetary Fund and all the international bankers and, and the global central banks. And then you look at BlackRock and its control of nearly $11 trillion in Vanguard, not far behind. And then the second and third fiddle players, these are massive power structures that have great corporate interest and they want to control the flow of all media. So... You know, if you if if you own a, a TV station and you owned a bunch of products, let's be fair, you would treat it like a, a constant semi-infomercial, a slow cook infomercial to sell the products, the ideas, the social engineering that makes you force down a rabbit hole to purchase their products that they're already invested in before the public gets invested on it. That's why we see this big green energy. But push. that separates us at Real America's Voice News from Without a doubt. the big broadcasting companies because nobody tells us what to say. I want to ask this question. Nobody like coaches us, you know, right. and as long as we're not nuts. You know, I need to ask this question because I heard it to be want. true that, that um, the Zen master was offered already a buyout by Viacom. I heard Viacom offered him big money mm. and he said no way and he, he kept true to form. Is Have you heard that rumor that Viacom tried to buy Real America's Voice? Yeah, I just think that Rav has made great choices. Yeah, I mean, God bless it. I just want to say, like, it's just to me, it's such an honor to be here. It's just, I'm just grateful. Every night I come here, I think this is an honor to serve you people. I am beyond grateful to be part of this network with all the great voices on it. And, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I, to me, I'm, it's it's just so admirable that we can speak about things that nobody else will ever dare to I think about. our network is more in touch with the guy who opens the gates for his crews every morning, the average family struggling out there, um, than any network, because we're think. on the ground more than anybody. That bus tour across America is nothing short of beautiful. Yeah. It's incredible. When you hear those, the real yep. American people who are the most decent, kind, Judeo-Christian-valued, heartfelt people who will give you their shirt off their back, People walking up to you with beef jerky and beverages. It's incredible. I mean, like they're doing like homemade stuff. Like, yeah, this is my, my so hands made this like your family. Five bags of food. That, yeah. That's, cool how, that's that? how you can tell the difference between you know the Michigan. people that you know, the real Americans and, and the the crap on uh, MSDNC and stuff like that. Beef jerky. We are uh, we venison. are beef jerky. Venison jerky. <laughs> There's nothing more down to that, man. I love <laughs> I love that stuff, man. I could eat that all day long. But it's the it's the rugged individualist and the people who never ask for anything that are ignored. Yeah. And TV has become a cesspool, you know, of of uh, wokeism. Uh, I'm watching an Adidas commercial the other day, and and this, oh, this, they're that. they're promoting transgender sports participation, and you know, um, we're under assault. Yeah. You know, and I don't care what somebody does with their body, but it's don't show it to my 13 year old kid. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Well, how about how about what's going on in Australia, right? Where they have it was uh, was the third grade girls were asked to come home and ask their fathers about their 
ejaculations and erections. This was yeah. a this was a letter sent home that parents ha- were reading that the daughters were supposed to ask their fathers. That is just disgusting. There is no place for that yet. There's not the time and place ever, and that's a subject that's hard enough as it is with any age. It's the devolution of America. The devolution of the world. Well, uh, you, you, and you know what? It, it's it's not appropriate at that age. It's not appropriate at any age. I wouldn't want an eighteen-year-old, you know, daughter saying, "Hey, Dad, why don't you talk to me about no, yeah, no, 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 no yeah. is a complete no. sentence. It doesn't belong. It's not part of the discourse. It's not what decent people do. It's it's private. You keep your private you life private. You want to have conversations about that? That's what mom is for. If you're that curious, there's something you need to know when you're age appropriate, mom. When I'm my son has questions, dad, I'll take care of that. Right. But these are the things that the teachers need to be out of. And anybody in their right mind is defending biological females, com- uh, men uh, competing with females. It- it's it's disgusting to me. I, I it's it's, it's I, I was horrible. at this uh, premiere uh, with Lou Dobbs in 2012, 2011. And it was Generation Zero. I think Steve Bannon produced it. And it was at the premiere. It was this incredible movie. Really quick, in 20 seconds. Take it it talked about the post-World War II generation was so spoiled by their parents who went through the Depression and fought in World War II and even Korea that they didn't want any harm to come to their kids. And these kids became these spoiled brat hippies in the late 60s. And, you know, the war, and they didn't want to go to war and stuff. But it was a different type of you know, uh, American. And then those people ran Wall Street in the 80s, and now they're running your government in Washington. Right. Yeah. And, and are the big executive moguls yeah. in these TV networks and stuff. So, like, there's, you know, uh, these people are godless, soulless. And, and like Hunter S. Thompson said, television can be a long, shallow money trench, a long plastic hallway where robbers and thieves run free, and good men die like dogs. Yeah. No, so, that's a great quote. Which, yeah. which explains why the Hunter, you know, taking it back to Hunter Biden, which explains why it isn't a bigger story than it should be. And why someone like Trump is, is constantly attacked. It, he's out of office over a year, but they can't stop. They just can't stop. They need more. And they just keep going after people. And it's insane. They keep going after him. He keeps winning. Um, And they keep going after everybody else as well. They still want to push this January 6th, uh, you know, coup hoax that never happened. um, Saying that he, he was doing it all. He was doing it all. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, the intelligence agencies came back a few months afterwards and said, yeah, that really didn't happen. I think it was back in June the FBI released a report and said, yeah, we, we really didn't find him instigating anything. Right. Wouldn't it be nice for all of the BS that came out, uh, you know, about Russian collusion that's just been, we all knew it was BS. Everybody who was doing their homework on it knew exactly what it was, but the entire time were being gaslit by the mainstream media, by all the corporate wokeism and all the ESG, environmental, social uh, governance people. And they did everything in their power to make you feel stupid for not trusting them. Do you want to hear this? the summer's uh, news setup for the country? You ready? Chris Coons calling for troops on the ground in the Ukraine, which I do not agree with. Um they will go to any length to divert us from the criminality of the Hunter and Vice President Biden scandal that yes. maybe they will get us into World War Three. Yeah, the Biden yeah, crime family do. will do anything it I can. I don't think that's an overstatement. I don't think it is either. I think you're right on the money with that. I think that that is the exact diversion they need. With the midterms coming. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, let's. how can we finally make this, this buffoon in office finally look 
tough and like yeah. a leader. I mean, how could you? Sort. How could you go after Hunter Biden when thousands of troops are putting their life on the line for America? Right, you right. know, and it's like I, it, I, you could see it. Like we could write the news every day, right, Rick and yeah. Rick. And, yeah. and then you then you look at somebody like Zelensky, who I, who years ago, a couple of years ago, I had high hopes for. This guy is he's turning into be the worst, the worst. Now he's saying, well, you know, if, if something we're headed towards nuclear war. No, we're not. Dude, right. back off, slow down, and slow your roll. You, it's only Ukraine. We're not talking about. We're not talking about a huge uh, piece of land where where you know the entire uh, planet depends upon something. Um, if you lose, you lose. Okay, deal with it. But we're not. We're, you, we are not taking the entire world to war because of Ukraine. I'm sorry. It's just, I think you know, it's uh, too, it's insane to think too late for that. You know there um there's uh, cities the size of Baltimore, Mariupol, surrounded, uh, surrounding 2,200 troops with 100,000 civilians. 75% of the Russian army is involved now with the con with the uh, conflict, and you know the Russians are brutal. They're brutal and uh, they're wrong. But you know again, that'll fuel the Dems to propel us into war. Yeah. I mean, look, I, again, I've, I've made my, I think everybody in this whole thing, I think there's a lot of evil players in this thing. Um, I, I, they picked the fight with a psychopath and they knew what they were going to get. You know, they broke the, the NATO agreement and, you know, they, they knew what they were getting into. So look, well, this segment one, I'd like to talk more about this in a little bit, but, uh, we got a lot of great clips coming up. We got, um, here we got some sports. We got, uh, well, I think we're going to do weather tonight. Now we're not doing weather. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be back. Uh, Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B. Welcome back in live from Studio 6B. We're so grateful for you out there watching and listening and telling your friends and neighbors about us. Uh, sharing is caring. You know, every time uh, a social media platform, we start to build the audience up. We seem to get hit over the head, but we keep rising back up. And it's because of you folks out there, the salt of the earth. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for always looking out for us, sharing uh um has meant so much to this group here. So thank you so much. So um you know, uh, but we started talking about Russia. I want to get back to that. And I definitely want to talk a little bit more about the Bidens and, and, and that clip with the Easter Bunny, I think, is going to have to come up in this segment. But <laughs> that was absolutely hysterical. So I'm sure most of our audience saw it, but I really want to watch it and make fun of it with all I've got, with every bit of sarcasm of my own. And uh, But I want to go to Slick Rick with some sports. What do we got cooking over there, brother? I missed it all. Well, we got four rounds of rodeo tonight. Each segment's going to have a rodeo recap from the weekend. Let's go out to California, the Red Bluff Roundup. That's all the wrap-up finals. Uh, Red Bluff, California, the Frank Moore Arena. Bareback riding. Bodie Lammers, 88 points on C5 Rodeos. Virgil, $7,300. Nice win. Steer wrestling, Dalton Massey, 3.7 seconds for $1,102. bucks. Team roping, Corey Kidd, V, and Lane Mitchell, eight and a half seconds, $1,200. Saddle bronc riding, Koopa Martin, 9.8 seconds, picked up 1160 as well. Barrel racing, Stevie Hillman, 17.10 seconds, $3,100. Bull riding, J.R. Strafford, 90 points on Big Stone Rodeo Inks. Warcry, $7,300. And all around, Cowboy, 
Rin Richard, $11,434. Tie down roping and team roping. The total payout on this rodeo, $350,458. Wow. Big, big budget for that rodeo out in Red Bluff Roundup. So, I heard wow. it was a good action. A few people told me they were out there this weekend. Whoa. Had a good time. Slick Rick, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. We're not allowed to play the clips unless they come from a cell phone, correct? Uh, I think if they go, come off of Twitter, but G's more experienced to answer that question. Boy, I because I would love it if our listeners who are at these would send us some clips yeah. that we can play in the B-roll. I want to see these clips. These guys are incredible. Yes. These girls are incredible. They're, 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 it, it, I need to see more clips from this yep. stuff. Send them to me at, at Slick Rick Sports. I'm on Getter and I'm on Twitter as well. And give me a follow while you're at it. Are you tweeting more than tweeting? I'm, uh, yes, definitely. I got, tw- I got almost three times the followers in... Three months over what I had with Twitter, you know, with Twitter for two years. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It's much more popular. And the audience is fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the NBA. Great weekend. Kicked off. People are chaining themselves to baskets, gluing themselves to the floor. <laughs> but I'm going to stick with the action and forget the protests. Uh, Saturday playoffs officially tipped off. And, uh, well, Utah Jazz came out on fire and beat the Dallas Mavericks 99-93. Jazz are up one nothing. Minnesota 130 over Memphis 117. Timberwolves up one zip. Uh, Toronto uh, fell to Philly. Philly smoked them by 20, 131-111 Saturday. You know I was tuned into that. Sixers up by one. Right now, the game two in the Wells Fargo Center. Sixers are up 40-38. to 38. Good game with about nine minutes to go in the second quarter. So it's early there. Uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, Seth Curry on fire. They uh, won 123-107. Warriors are up one nothing there. On the Sunday games, Miami Heat laid it on the Atlanta Hawks, 115-9. 91, heater up one zip. Uh, great game yesterday. Epic Easter Classic. Milwaukee, uh, actually, uh, Boston and Brooklyn. Great game out in the TD Garden up in Boston. 115, 114. Uh, Jason Tatum on a layup right at the end as time expired at the buzzer. Celts up one nothing. That's going to be a dynamite series. And uh, Milwaukee all over uh, Chicago. 93-86. They look to defend their world championship. Bucks up one nothing. And last but not least, rounding it out, Phoenix Suns took care of the New Orleans Pelicans. They pretty much much toasted them 110-99 and that's the Suns also up one game to nothing and just uh, one story a little sad story in the sports world uh, Cristiano Ronaldo reveals death mm. of baby boy um, he oh, put a boy. nice uh, uh, tweet out earlier today saying we will always love you the Manchester United star made the revelation on social media earlier today Ryan Gatos of Fox News Cristiano Ronaldo one of the most recognizable uh, names in sports across the globe and that's a heartbreaking tragedy today the Manchester United star revealed on Twitter he and his partner Georgina Rodriguez lost their newborn son Rodriguez had given birth to a twin boy and twin girl, but the two made the announcement in a joint statement that one of them had died. It is one of our deepest sadnesses we have to announce that our baby boy has passed away. It's the greatest pain that any parents can feel, their statement read. Only the birth of our baby girl gives us the strength to live this moment with some hope and happiness. We would like to thank the doctors and nurses for all their expert care and support. We are all devastated at this low at loss, and we uh, kindly ask for privacy at this very difficult time. You know, Ronaldo, 37 years old, is in the middle of his second with Manchester United. He has 15 goals for the Red Devils in 26 Premier League matches. However, we all know nothing compares to family and the loss of a child is just absolutely devastating. So we wish him and his family well. He is a great champion for the years and uh, that's a wrap in sports. Paul, back to you. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, Did I read Mm. some alternative news outlets that the mom was vaccinated while she was pregnant and there might be... Mm. Some uh, 
I'll have to follow that up. Yeah, I'll have to follow that up, Paul. I mean, I got this off of Fox News. There was no mention of any, you know, vaccine uh, vaccine indications. Yeah, well, Fox won't talk about that either. They have a big corporate interest in in protecting their their ads from Pfizer and. But um, I'll do a deeper dive. I could have sworn I saw something connected to it. I I can't say without a doubt I have or haven't. But uh, it's a terrible story. It's just um, it's a tragedy. And I did uh, hear David was saying earlier. I know some more uh, young athletes are. A dropping, so uh, myocarditis is definitely an yeah, issue. Yeah, there was a big one yesterday. I forgot the guy's name. I'm yeah. trying to find the story again. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, like twenty something years old. Yeah, we keep seeing yeah. it. You know, and, just, and they're tr- and they're trying to make it seem like, oh no, these heart attacks. This is normal. They're trying to make it seem like this is, oh, this is just normal. You don't, don't worry about this. Listen, when we you were know, kids. They're trying to normalize it. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we were kids, Kelly Lindbergh drove a Porsche into a brick wall. Yeah, drunk, Pelly, right. You know, in hockey from the Penguins. Uh, you heard like once in a while somebody died. Yeah, right. You didn't right. hear every single day or once a week or twice a week, this guy can't compete because of pericarditis or this soccer player collapsed. This yeah. hockey goalie collapsed and died. It just didn't happen. It was such a rarity. Yeah. For yeah. a pro athlete to die, and if it, if it wasn't even like like a plane crash, like like yeah. Thurman Munson, you think of Thurman Munson, right? Sure. It, was so, it was so rare when it happened, right? And now we're seeing so much of it. I think I saw Ben Swan with uh, Sovereign uh, Media had did a report that it was up to two hundred and forty athletes from high school, college, and pro ranks in the last year have died. I mean, this is this can't be a coincidence. And a friend of mine who works for an insurance company, who's um, you know in the uh, sales side of things, said his team is very concerned that there's been an inordinate amount of deaths, and a lot of it is lung and heart related. So you gotta just wonder, you know, yeah. you just got you gotta wonder. So I uh, well, it's funny that you mentioned the insurance side of things because that'll give you a good indication as to what's going on. Like like we make the joke of you know. Uh, you, you know, the, the climate change thing is fake because everybody's still buying beachfront property and the, uh, the insurance companies are still underwriting the policies because they're not afraid. They know nothing's going to happen. Right. Um, but when it comes to health insurance, there are health insurance companies that are reporting that between the ages of, say, 25 and 50, they're seeing a, a, like a 40% uptick right. in claims, in people dying and all that stuff. And that's where the problem is. That's where, because again, numbers don't lie. Democrats do. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. Yeah. You look at the numbers and then, then you're going to try and, you know, spin it the way you want, but it is what it is. You know, and when you're seeing this many people affected with the nine pages that we know of so far of side effects from the vaccine. Crazy. You know, when you see people who do great research and have a great podcast like Dell Bigtree and the High Wire, you see people like Judy Mikovits who had so much credibility to her name, but she spoke out against Fauci. We saw people like, uh, was a doctor uh, from Ireland. Uh, she used to be at the CDC. Yeah. Um, I forget Campbell, her name. Was it? I can't remember. But uh, these people are world class. Dr. Dr. Shiva, Ayodhari. I mean, there's the other Dr. Shiva from India. Yeah. Uh, it's there's so many highly qualified people from Oxford. Brian Artis, Dr. Artis. Artis, yeah. Oh, my God. That don't drink the water. Oh, my goodness. Look, we'll be back after this. Um, we'll come back. we got more news. we got clips. And uh, we'll get back to a little bit more sports. But I, uh, I want to do some news with Dave Azir and Rick Delgado.
Okay, we are back live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. We are Dish Network, Channel 219. We are Pluto TV, Channel 240. We are on Samsung TV, 1029. And uh, we have a nice uh, guest here. We have a friend of David Zier. We have Anthony Figliola. He is running for the uh, Congressional District 1 in New York. And uh, he's a very bright guy, very accomplished businessman. Right, he has a great pedigree with business, so I wouldn't look at his profile. And he's, you know, he's a guy who is without a doubt America first, business first, and he is a, a true patriot from what I'm reading about this man. Um, yeah, so we're, we're very excited to have Anthony on. I like him because of his economic development background, and I'm in business for like 35 years here in New York, and we've been getting our butts kicked. Yeah. And nobody's ever there to help us. Um, you know, you get industrial development agency bonds and stuff like that. But, you know, for construction, is a, but we're getting hammered. And I like his background. So, um, Anthony Figliola, running in New York's first congressional district. How are you tonight? I'm well, thank you. How's everybody doing tonight? Uh, we're great. Uh, we have a fun show here. I'm just filling in uh, for a couple of days here and there. And, um, you know, the cast is uh, really great here and we have a lot of fun. But, you know, this is a serious time. Um, I don't know if we get a second chance at this uh, after 2022 because mm. 2024 won't matter, you know, uh, if we don't take back the House. And for me, it's not a Republican-Democrat issue as much as it is fighting against the institutional bureaucracy that doesn't represent the guy who opens the gates for his crews every morning. There's no more representation for the common American. Local, state, and federal government out of control. What do you say about that? Yeah, I, I would agree with that, David. You know, if, if the pandemic and the shutdowns, especially here in New York, have shown us anything, is that the, the people in, in Washington, D.C. have really forgotten who they work for. And it's one of the reasons why I'm running for Congress. I mean, you take a look just as an example, you know, the working men and women of, of, of my district, I mean, we're paying over $4 a, a gallon for gas. And now you have uh, President Biden, who has really hamstrung the energy industry for, for the last year and a half, is now going to open up drilling uh, on federal lands. But what he doesn't tell um, the, the American people is that they're only opening a fifth of the lands that are necessary to, uh, to bring down the gas prices. And they're going to be increasing the royalties on the gas companies for exploration uh, 50 percent. So when everybody's getting ready after Memorial Day to go on vacation and the kids are getting out of school, go look for the gas prices to go up, not down. And when you have people on fixed incomes, like in my district and all around this country, you know, how are people going to be able to survive this? That's a great question. I mean, it's the, to me, it just looks like the endless systematic dis destruction of the middle class. And they are doing everything in their power to continue to to sap every dollar out of the working man through inflation and through high gas prices and, and higher taxes. So, um, you know, to me, it's, it, it's just so symptomatic of a, of a government that has just basically turned over all its power, taken it away from the people and it's turned it over to these bureaucratic monstrosities like the CDC and the, and, and, you know, and, you know, all these Agencies of unelected officials, so guys like Fauci and whatnot, who just seem to keep dropping down mandate after mandate and edict after edict on the working class people. So, yeah, I would I would agree with that. And you know, we have uh, you're right about the edicts, and we have unelected bureaucrats in Washington in these different departments, in OSHA and in Health and Human Services and the IRS yeah. that are really pushing down and beating down regular average Americans. And what we really need are we need elected officials to go in there and actually do their job and, and to take back 
the legislative responsibility because what we've gotten, what we have seen over the last couple of years and the Democrats, Biden and Pelosi and Schumer have remained silent while they've allowed all of these department heads and, and unelected bureaucrats to take over the reins of the legislative process. Yeah. It's, it's basically, you know, I feel that here in New York and the rest of the country, it's taxation without representation and it has to stop. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's exactly for me. It's like, I guess when you're a Democrat and you're in these positions of power, you can't run on the Marxist communist platform. So you just keep passing off all these Marxist communist edicts, you know, to agencies that are unelected. And there's just there's, there's no debating or arguing with them at this point. You know, there's just, you know, you just constantly at, at, at the whim of these tyrannical, really they're draconian measures from unelected officials. Hey, 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 Anthony, let me ask you this, because you did mention you're a, uh, an America First candidate, which is uh, something we applaud. Uh, you know, somebody who actually... I wear it as a badge of honor. <laughs> well, you, you know, because we, we've been inundated throughout our lives at this point with politicians who tell us one thing, they get, they get the seat, they get where they want to go, and it's almost a, uh, you know, go scratch kind of mentality where now they're in it for themselves, like we see with the other gentleman who's currently holding a seat in number two that we'd like to have him replaced as well. Let me ask you this, though. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you come from? How did you end up getting to this point where you're like, you know what, I feel like I've got to step up and do, you know, kind of kind of get some skin in the game? Sure. So my background, and I worked in local government uh, earlier in my career, uh, and for the last uh, 15 years, I've been working in the private sector, working with uh, not-for-profits and businesses. And what I do is I assist companies that are looking to expand, and I try to help them find capital. I also work with communities that are looking to attract different businesses to try to build up their local economies. So I feel that my experience in the private sector, but also understanding how government works, um, I feel like I've worked at the intersection of the two. Uh, I'm not beholden to any political party. Uh, I'm not beholden to any special interest group. I'm beholden to the people. And I do believe that Congress, that we need more citizen legislators that are willing to step up just as Donald Trump did. And it really, you know, he, he really gave me, uh, I would say, the courage to be able to come up and say, you know what, we all need to step up and do our part. And as a parent, getting involved in my local school district, uh, having been involved in, in politics in the past, I said, now's the time. And I've knocked on the doors of thousands of voters in this district. Uh, and I've learned so much about the struggle, the everyday struggles of the working men and women of Long Island. And it's really given me a, a stronger spirit to continue to keep fighting for them. Because the minute, and you talk about the rhinos, the minute that you yeah. go to Washington and you get in those lobbyist dinners, and, and I've seen it, I've, I, you know, I've traveled to Washington, I've seen how all that works. And you get caught in that world, you forget about the people, you forget about where you came from at home, then it's time for the people to vote you out. And uh, I, I pledge that I'm not going to forget where I come from because this is my home. I'm born and raised in the 1st Congressional District, and I'm not going to forget the people. Anthony, um, I wanted to talk to you about your involvement um, in the schools because Mama Bear is the key to take back Congress <laughs> this year, regardless of party. Um, tell us about some of your experiences with that and what you've been doing. Sure, yeah. I, I believe that this is the year of the parent, and we obviously have seen that um, in Virginia with the governor's race. Um, I think the red wave is coming. And what I was able to see in a lot of parents, just in my school district and others, 
as we started to pay a bit more attention to our our um, our budgets, you know, because here where I live in my community, more than 70 percent of my property taxes go to the school districts. And I love my school district. But what I don't love is the fact that they're, you know, my school district and others are spending tens of thousands of dollars uh, that we've come to find on CRT and DEI. And we're not and they're telling us that it's not. But we know that it is because it's the same consultants that are peddling this stuff all throughout my district and throughout Long Island. So I really believe that parents need to be more engaged. We need parental rights. Uh, and we should be involved as parents in our in the curriculum of our students and our children. I think it's adamantly important because, you know, they work. It's our tax dollars. They work for us. And we need to know what our children are learning. Yeah, super. Yeah. yeah so um, you, you had mentioned that these comp- these groups that are financing you know, the CRT, um, is there a way like on your website that you can kind of list out who they are and they can help parents be more informed on how to kind of challenge board members about funding and about how they, you know, take, I guess, their orders, um, you know, from these, you know, these these groups, these structures? Is there a way that you can kind of help parents like me who want to go to the board meetings with a little more knowledge and ammunition to say, hey, I don't like where this funding is coming from and I don't like the direction you're going? Right. Yeah, we're going to be putting more on our website. There are a tremendous amount of groups uh, here in my district in Long Island as a whole uh, that have really been paying attention, that are stepping up training and helping parents that want to run for school board. Um, There's a tremendous amount of groups also that are foiling uh, their school districts and the state for information so that people really know definitively what they're paying for. So we're certainly going to be putting more on our website and we're joining forces with other organizations and other parent groups around this district to be able to uh, arm arm our constituents with the right kind of information. Because after all, they're taxpayers and they're paying for this. Uh, Rick D, I, uh, Rick Amirati, I mean, um, you know, uh, is our sports guy, but he has a background in economic development. Uh, Rick, you have a question for um, yeah. Anthony, Anthony? Yeah, looking forward to it. Actually, I sat on Lee Zeldin's Business Advisory Commission for six years. So we started to do some great stuff, but we lost a little traction over COVID. I know you have a lot to do with the farmers out there, especially on the North Fork. You do a lot with them. I'm in more in the Holbrook area right now. We're focusing on getting sewers, which we just secured about $12 million in financing. Sewers is definitely the economic stimulus for your area, that greater middle country. And, you know, what projects are you working on over there? So I've been working, I've got uh, an extensive background also, believe it or not, working in sewers, not something I ever thought, but uh, I've done a lot lot with our communities (laughs) because it it creates density and allows building. Uh, One of the projects that I've been working on as a volunteer for the last five years is the electrification of one of the biggest uh, branches of our commuter rail line on Long Island Railroad from Huntington to Port Jefferson. So we believe that being able to electrify that and getting off of diesel will create the opportunity to have more trains coming and going from the eastern part of our district all the way into New York City. Uh, And it'll also tie in nicely with communities like Kings Park, Smithtown, Port Jefferson and St. James, all of which are now getting sewered uh, to really create better downtown walkable communities and and help those communities to thrive and flourish. Because ultimately, it's great for the environment, but more importantly, it's it's great for the local economy and creating jobs and just a better quality of life for the for the residents that live in those areas. Fantastic. 
Hey, one quick question here, Anthony. I know we're running uh, tight on time. Is there one issue in particular that you would say, you know what, this is going to be my number one thing when I get to Washington. I want to make sure we investigate this or we attack this because there are so many things that the American people don't agree with that Congress is just doing, like like the January 6th investigation. Is there any anything, any any? Something like that that you can say, hey, you know, if you vote for me, you can count on me. This is going to be one of my one of my focal points. Well, I think there's two things. One, I really want to get to the bottom of what was in uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. I think from a national security perspective, we have to understand what exactly the vice president at the time, son, was doing in the Ukraine and in Russia and with China. I have great concerns over those national security issues uh, because, you know, th- this is now the president of the United States. We don't know definitively uh, how high it goes up, but what does concern me is that the now president uh, had a key to an office, uh, sharing an office, I should say, with a member of the Chinese Communist Party. And I know that if I was, a, if I'm a congressman and I'm sharing an office with a member of the Chinese Communist Party, I would be certain that I would be held, brought before some type of a committee to ask me questions. And these are questions that have to be raised. Yeah, right. but if you were sleeping with a Chinese spy, they'll, they'll just look right past it. Though. So, uh, or, or, have, or have a Chinese spy as a driver for 10 years, right? Yeah, right, because oh, yeah. that's nothing to see here either. That's great. Nothing to see here, guys. Go on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Anthony uh, Figliola running in uh, Congress uh, for Congress in the 1st Congressional District. Um, we'll have you back on and keep up the good fight. And um, we like the America First please, message. You can go to uh, FigliolaForCongress.com. You can learn more about us and join our America First movement to take back the House this red wave year. So thank you very much. Well done, Anthony. Great having right, you thank on. You. Thank you so good much. Place, we wish you the best of luck. You're terrific. We'll be back after this. Stick around. Sharing is caring, baby. Let's get these uh, numbers up on Getter. Welcome back, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. We are on Dish Network, Channel 219. We are on Pluto TV 240. And my favorite, Samsung 1029. Um, you know, that guy, that was great, Anthony. Was, that was a nice uh, nice find though for us, David. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Anthony, uh, we've been promoting him because, listen, um, he I've does been, not been, need to do this. This guy does not need no, to do this. I've been screaming for 35 years. Uh, with my family, that New York doesn't do squat on economic development. Nope. And other and and I I used to collect boxes from every economic development agency from every county of the United States and how they flew people on Lear jets to Utah and Virginia while Long Island and New York was crumbling under Cuomo and the second Cuomo. You know, so uh, I like that this guy's got economic development and understands, you know, small business perspective, and um, I think it's great. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a really good segment, and it's nice to see that that Trump really did inspire an America First patriot movement. And people are awake to so much of the tinfoil hat people like me have been screaming about forever. That corporations, this is not a free market. We do not live in a, any kind of free market capitalism. Anyone who tells you like these Robert Wright goofballs know exactly that this is a rigged corporatocracy. It is. You know, it, 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 this is it, it, as far from free market as it gets. 
and they act as if it is. When it doesn't work, they blame it on capitalism. And when it goes good for their policies, it's, you know, they, 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 they rave that it's... Because uh, they socialist. chopped out... The, it's not only like inflation, which you don't have to raise taxes when you have inflation. No, so Biden doesn't it. have to raise taxes now, right? But it's not only punishing on the business guy, but the municipal unions have so much clout and so much power and give to each party and they guarantee these lucrative contracts like on Long Island. One third of Long Island's working population works for the government. It's insanity. It's a, an incredible number. It's like 300,000 Long Islanders out of a million people in the workforce. And they make two and a half times when you add in their benefits on top of the average private sector individual. And we're getting crushed. Yeah. And we can't stay here. So yeah. we need people to fight tooth and nail. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great and, pickup. And the fact that he's, t- he's running for such a powerful seat. You know, that's Lee Zeldin's seat. Oof, yeah. Big that, seat. That, that's that. That carries a lot of clout. So Didn't Zeldin, but I thought Zeldin did endorse him, did he not? No. Um, there has not been uh, any endorsement in that way yet. You know, he does have a GOP-supported opponent in the 1st District. Um, but it, so far, what I've seen, I, I like Figlio because of his business background. The other guy's not a bad guy. But... Um, you know, I think this is the year of America first candidates yeah. and stop praising government because some of the other candidates are praising government. They were praising a Democratic county executive the other day who's suspending the tax after the first three dollars of the county gas tax. Right. Wow. I saved two dollars <laughs> at the gas pump just to pay two dollars more for orange juice. You know, screw yeah, know. these people. I know. You're absolutely right. Exactly it. It's, but I'm not bitter. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sound it at all. You sound very happy. Why don't we cut over to sports? <laughs> Slick Rick, what do you got going in sports? Well, and- first, shout out to Dapper David Zia, great guest, and uh, thank you for allowing the opportunity to speak with him. That's a very, very critical race there. Big district. Make a big impact on Long Island. We pay a ton of money in taxes. It's almost like California out here. And uh, quality of life has got to get better, especially for the business community. Our business community is the backbone and fabric of every downtown, every community, and we have to have that. They've got to get the sewers. You better get, definitely better get schooled up on that because that's what everybody needs. Without sewers, you got nothing. If you don't have the wet use, you can't build up, you can't build out, no transit-oriented development. That's yeah. what we need on Long Island, especially now with, with the railheads, the way they're tying them in into the city. So very important, and I just want to take a moment yeah. to say that. And we need less rentals and more homeownership. Exactly. Yeah. Rentals are so overabundant. And we need more people with a real vested interest in their community by owning their home, building equity, because this is not the way to go. We'll end up like uh, Venezuela if everybody's renting. That's how Giuliani turned around New York City, home ownership. Absolutely. And I watched it. Yep, exactly. They have ownership. They have stake. They have stake. They stay there. And uh, let's go to the rodeo. Back to sports. I like to lighten it up. You know me. Slick Rick. San (laughs) Angelo Rodeo. Big one, boys. $730,000 payout. San Angelo, Texas. The San Angelo Coliseum. Bareback riding. Keenan Hayes. 90 points on Picket Pro Rodeo Company's Nightcrawler. $1,650. Steer Wrestling. Dakota Eldridge. Three and a half seconds. That's a good score. 1622. There's a pickup there. Team Roping. Derek Begay and... Colt Todd, 3.9 seconds, another good score. Saddlebrock riding, Spencer Wright, 89.5 points on J-Bar J's straight moonshine. I'm liking that. Tie down roping, Tyler Milligan, 7.8 seconds, $1,817. Barrel racing, Donna Rule rules the barrel racing, 13.96 seconds, another great score. I don't care how they set that course up, that's a dang good score. And uh, <laughs> we got uh, tie, tie down roping, Tyler Milligan, 7.8 seconds, and uh, we have both. 
co-riding Toby Collins, 86 points on Lancaster and Jones Pro Rodeo's DJ Casper, 5,000 even. All-around cowboy, Zach Jongblood, $7,048. Tanon roping and steer wrestling. NBA update, playoff action, Wells Fargo Center, Philadelphia. The Sixers are like ham and eggs. They're on a roll. They're up 67-52 over the Raptors. If you bet the Raptors, You'll lose. Not yet, though. It's early, yeah, guys. You know don't, how that goes. Don't go Up by 15. Team, dude. Don't want to give them the kibosh. I know. F-15 is not a big lead <laughs> in the NBA. We know that, Rick. Absolutely. And just one more quick one, boys. Bucks Rob Gronkowski challenges The Rock to WrestleMania matchup. Gronk has made a profound impact on WWE already. This is from Alejandro Avila of the Outkick. Rob Gronkowski is raising eyebrows after detailing his post-NFL plans. The former Patriots and Buccaneers tight end said he'd, not, he'd like to face off against or alongside Dwayne The Rock Johnson at WrestleMania. In an interview with TMZ Sports, Gronk extended a challenge invite to headline a marquee WrestleMania matchup with The Rock. Gronk began by detailing his foray into wrestling as a first commitment should he head back uh, from to retirement. It would definitely be a tag team match, no doubt about that. I just love the tag team aspect of everything you know Gronk stated. But Gronk got into it. But we know that Dwayne Johnson's busy. He's starting up the XFL with his ex-wife as well. Uh, uh, let's see, that's uh, Danny Garcia. So they got the X-Team going, XFL, X-Wife. That's pretty cool, though. They're partnering in that. So we'll look forward to that next year. And, of course, I got a, re- a report on a great USFL football kickoff weekend. But, Paul, back to you. Hey, did you see the story that um, Jake Paul is now trying to uh, goad Mike Bisbing? We're going to do that story today? Or? Uh, no, we, I didn't get into Jake If you Paul guys haven't tonight. seen that Mike Bisbing documentary on it Netflix, it is incredible. This guy is the ultimate warrior if you guys haven't seen it it is it was outstanding if i can put it if i can crystallize it in a moment it'd be rocky comes to life wow you know this guy fighting with one eye i mean and nobody knowing it and him hiding that he was blind in an eye just so he could get a chance at the title again fighting with one eye is a bad idea <laughs> it is <laughs> there's a there's a filipino guy uh, with one leg boxing i there was a wow. documentary well, i'm going to watch get in the tonight butt kicking contest <laughs> so uh hey, hey rick did you did you catch that charles barkley story with lebron james i did not all right good do you uh, have it? A, Do you have it now? It's a, yeah, it's just a quick thing. Charles Barkley asked LeBron James to join inside the NBA, you know, the, the halftime show that they do, oh, uh, basically saying, hey, you got nothing else to do anyway. So <laughs> just, uh, you know. Oh, I love Barkley. Because we're, we're, we're all so fond of LeBron James. Yeah, but while we're on entertainment, did you guys see this, that the new trailer came out for the new Marvel Thor movie? It's called uh, Love and Thunder, Thor, Love and Thunder. So social media erupted in hatred against actor Chris Pratt after he made an appearance in the trailer for the latest superhero movie. Some people have made it a hobby to assail the actor with hatred because he's a Christian, and sometimes he expresses pro-family views uh, that they find controversial. Pratt appeared... As a, in a backup role as the character Star-Lord in Thor Love and Thunder in the latest hero uh, of the franchise. And much of the hatred is centered around a scene where it's implied that Thor character had romantic feelings for Star-Lord's character, who cr- played by Chris Pratt. And the woke mob on Twitter went haywire saying... This is great. This Christian, God-loving man has now got forced to be gay on film. It's like, is it not incredible how evil and ugly people are? I mean, 
it, it's implied that now Thor has gone. Well, the last Marvel movie, Eternals, uh, before the new Spider-Man, was probably the worst movie ever made. Well, I haven't seen it. It was yet. just no, 100% woke and unwatchable. Deaf superheroes. It was so weird. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, we are, it sounds we are done with stupid. hour one. I hope you had some fun. We're going to be back with hour two. Just uh, stick around. And please keep on sharing. Sharing is caring. We're having fun with you. So thanks for, thanks for all the love, guys. Back for hour two, having some fun here with David Zier. We got Rick Delgado. He's uh, we have some things we and he and I want to talk about while Damon's not around. We have Slick Rick with some more sports. But uh, before we get into it, David, uh, let's do a little news. We haven't done much news tonight. Uh, we've only kind of ranted uh, thus far. What do you got going on today? Uh, well, there's a lot happening, as you know. Um, this Saturday, Trump will be in Ohio um, for another rally. Um, America's Voice News will be giving you live coverage from, say, 3 p.m. on. We'll confirm that. Uh, we have the best coverage of all the Trump rallies, multiple camera angles, multiple camera crews, man-on-the-street interviews. We get the best interviews. Um, no other network does it better than Real America's Voice News. You could take uh, Right Side and OAN and Newsmax. Nobody has even close to close. the production team and the presence. And this this network has really gelled. And um, it's, it's amazing it's the all-star lineup on this network. I'm so proud of it. It's an all-star lineup. John Solomon is as good as it gets. Bannon is as good as it yeah. gets. This yeah. is if so you're not watching uh, this show, uh, The and War Ed Room. Henry is as charismatic and cool as Ed Henry's does. a riot. He, yeah, is a, he is so lovable, that yeah. guy. He's a great guy. I can't wait guy. to whoops Damon. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but you, you know, if you're not watching The War Room twice a day, because it's on twice a day, and uh, John Solomon and Amanda Head, News Not Amanda's Noise, not, News Not Noise, uh, and Dr. Jane, like, you just don't get the real news. It's and great. Even Newsmax and OAN are, are very careful about what they say, even though, you know, I, lo I love Greg Kelly, but, you know, so we, we got the best coverage. I just wanted to throw that out there. Ohio, Trump just endorsed J.D. Vance. There's some pushback mm -hmm. on that. People want Mandel. People want other people. J.D. Vance didn't vote for Trump in 2016. It's kind of a Johnny come lately to the conservative movement, but a brilliant author um, of the Hillbilly Elegy, um, you know, and you know, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just want to know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, pushback regarding that that endorsement that Trump just gave. And I know, David, you're saying he's a kind of a Johnny come lately. But you know what? Shouldn't we be embracing that people that have kind of seen the light and said, you know what? Home, holy cow. I think uh, I think uh, maybe this I've been doing it the wrong way. The whole so time. I feel that there yeah. are other candidates in a lot of the races that Trump has backed. Just a few of them that I don't agree with that. You know, these people have been America first people. They have never wavered and uh, they've been with Trump the whole time and Not they're being much. overlooked. Um, but I get it, Rick, you know, and you can't win them all. Right. Um, but because I mean, I did see Steve Cortez on with Bannon earlier today. And Cortez, uh, his big thing is, look, I've been around Vance for the last few years, and this guy 
you know, he did change. He he became, you know, an America first candidate. Maybe you didn't like what he was saying earlier. I don't know much about J.D. Vance. I'm just going by what, well, what he was like talking David, about with uh, Bannon. It's like David Perdue in Georgia. The guy was bashing Trump a month before the 2020 election, and all of a sudden he's everybody's best friend. So, you know, right. there's things that are hard for me to digest. Yeah. Morgan Ortega's being supported over Robbie Starbuck, who was a real grassroots guy in Tennessee. Um, there are a couple of other candidates. Dr. Oz, who I think is yeah, a liberal. That's a, yeah, you know, that's, that's um, he, he was praising Jesse Smollett a month after the fake attacks. Um, he's, you know, so listen. I mean, he's, commi- he's asked for the CDC to do a study on gun violence and why right. guns are killing people. Like, I, yeah. he, I mean, he's Meanwhile, Philly, in amendment. Philly, only 20% of the gun crimes get prosecuted. Uh, he should be saying that. You know, yeah. and I like Kathy Barnett in Pennsylvania, um, and I think that election was stolen from her in the last race. But anyway, um, so that's that. And I just wanted to get into the mass mandate was lifted, and as of an hour ago, the airlines are not enforcing the mass mandate on, and on and on mass transportation in the United States. Yep. Um, which is a glorious day. Probably you get reversed by the court of appeals or a higher court. Well, won't this go to the Eleventh Circuit, and yeah. that's three Trump. Conservative MAGA first uh, Trump judges. I on think that. it's a big blow to Biden today. Yeah, but but won't big the appeal blow. go to the eleventh? I'm not so good. I'm at this. not Rick, sure of the circuit. You guys court are way number. better. I'm not. I'm not sure where it goes but, from where? here. Um, but I. But from what I did hear, the administration is looking into you know options to uh, to, to get a stay on it, um, as they always do. Yeah. So what, what, what is with the Covidians? What is with these mass cultists? Why? What is what is this fast? If you're still afraid to leave your home without a mask, then leave, listen, the leave mask mandate's coming back. It's back in Philly. Uh, it's back yeah. in other cities. I'm never wearing University of Connecticut. They started it again. Yeah, I'll never wear one again. No. You're never getting one on me again. The, the death rate has not really gone up in the United States at all. Um, you know, we lose, we're losing like seven people per state per day, which is like, you know, we lose 7,000 people from other things every day. Uh, and how many of those seven per state or 10 per state per day mm-hmm. are really from COVID? Yeah. And, and, and not from comorbidity. We know 80% of the COVID deaths had four or more comorbidity. So we'll follow that. And my last thing really quick no, is go. the Florida curriculum that the Santos is striking down is uh, very fascinating. Um, we have um, 40, I think, 41 textbooks or 41% of the textbooks that have been taken uh, down by the Florida legislature and, and um, Governor DeSantis, um, in my opinion, who's just been incredible on this issue. And... Um, it's also just like, amazing how the leftists are like talking about how, how can they possibly find the math book you, you read some of this stuff in there, and it's oh, it's, yeah. it's incredible. Seventy one percent of the exactly. textbooks proposed. So, G, it, hang on. Let me let's just run this clip first. G, give me give me cut ten. We got rid of Common Core, as you know. Okay. We have Best Standards, which is a, a better uh, way to do a lot of things, but particularly math. I mean, one of the criticisms was the parents couldn't help their kids with the math homework. So any of the books that don't meet the Best Standards are are um, are not going to be appropriate for us to use. Uh, you do have things like social and emotional learning and some of the other things that are more political in there. In our view, on something like math, first, it doesn't meet the standards, but second, you know, math is about getting the right answer. And we want kids to learn to think so they get the right answer. It's not about how you feel about the problem or to introduce some of these other things. It's there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer. And we want all our students getting the right answers. And so most of the books 
that did not meet Florida standards for whatever reason happened to be in the early grades. Uh, as you get into the older grades, most of those books did meet the standards, but um, uh, we're going to continue to focus uh, the education on the actual strong academic performance of the students. Uh, we don't want things like math to have you know some of these other concepts introduced. It's not been proven to be effective, and, and quite frankly, it takes our eye off the ball. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So they were including social and emotional learning in the math uh, textbooks in Florida. But 71 percent of the K through five textbooks um, were in violation of this uh, standard that DeSantis doesn't want uh, yeah. with CRT and Common Core. 71 percent of the K through five textbooks were rejected. So there is an assault on our kids. And imagine all the other states that are run by liberals. What kind of damage is being done to the next generation of children right now? Without a doubt, we're seeing it's just been an, a systematic erosion of of good common sense, critical thinking. It's been an erosion of of your feelings don't matter when you're doing multiplication. It's just a, this nonstop assault that everybody's got to be an empath. It's okay to be a stoic. Let's why don't we give these kids some Seneca to read? You know, let's let's yeah. you know let's 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 move on a little bit from all of this. You know, wokeness. Um, I'm surprised Rick A hasn't said it's the wrong kind of division yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done, G. Wow, G. he's rubbing off on yeah. you, G. I'm too busy with the Seneca. That was my middle school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was a Sagamore. Well, yeah. well, you know what's funny too in that clip, and he he alludes to it. He he makes mention of it right there in the middle where he says, you know, for some reason it was all in these, you know, uh, K through uh, third grade or something. He says he says that uh, almost like you know I I caught what you guys are trying to do there, trying to get the kids early, because that's how you indoctrinate. You get them early. If yeah. if you wait too long, they might they might start thinking for themselves. They don't want that. They want them very young when you can mold and shape their minds and make them think what you want them to think. So it was it was funny that he kind of pointed that out, kind of kind of a wink and a nod kind of thing. You know, without a doubt. I mean, that's what's making DeSantis loved everywhere. I mean, yeah. this is there are so many people who across the country who absolutely love the fact that he's constantly standing up to it. And he also, you know, he's, he's not like, he's not engaging in any kind of, you know, silly arguments as well. You know, the one thing that was always the knock on Trump was he would, he he would go to every fight he was invited to. The Santa's just lets a lot of it roll off his back, which is another reason why he's come across so professional through all of this. So, well, he's got the legislature behind him in yeah. the state too, and it yeah. helps. And he's got uh, the you know the local the media supports him too. He yeah. doesn't get beat down by local reporters like the way that Trump got beat down at every press. Yeah, because the um, the voter rolls have flipped in Florida, and they're secure uh, with the Republican agenda right now because yeah. of all the. Millions of people that have relocated there. And he's talking like everybody else talks. You want a right answer and a wrong answer. I don't care how you feel about the answer. I don't care how you feel about the question. It's when it comes to math, again, it's numbers. It's right or wrong. Either two plus two equals four or or it doesn't. So, you know, let's make it as simple as possible. And that's the way the parents want their kids taught. Yeah, so Reedy Creek, uh, which is also known as Epcot, you know, has this autonomous government recognition. And DeSantis is saying, I'm taking that away from you if you continue to get involved in legislative decisions in the Florida State Legislature. Um, And uh, as they should take away their non-taxable status, you know, and, um, you know, he's been tough. He's been tough, but he he has the support of the legislature. Well, when... 
You know, what else you guys got? What do you, you got anything uh, for us, Rick D? What do you have in news? Yeah, I mean, we got to talk about Twitter, man. It's yeah, let's ex- talk about uh, That whole about thing Dorsey. is just exploding, especially what happened on Twitter today with Dorsey, you know, basically calling out his own board. Yeah, former CEO Jack Dorsey criticized the company's board in a series of tweets on Sunday as the group is now tasked with evaluating a takeover bid from Elon Musk, responding to another Twitter user describing the plots and coups that played out earlier on the history of Twitter's board. Dorsey replied, it's consistently been the dysfunction of the company. Early, he responded to another tweet in the same thread. It quoted uh, venture capitalist Fred Destin, citing what he called Silicon Valley proverb, good board. Don't create good companies, but a bad board will kill a company every single time. And uh, Dorsey responded with big facts. Uh, Dorsey still sits on the Twitter board, but plans to leave once his term expires at at, uh, the 2022 meetings of the shareholders. And I think one of the things that was discussed in this was the current board has almost no financial interest whatsoever in Twitter. There's almost no shareholders whatsoever. There's like very little ownership, which would, to me, also lends to the fiduciary deficiencies by not accepting or at least countering the original um, offer that that Musk made. Because as a shareholder, I want to know that I want the best price and I want out. Yeah, I put my money in at 27 and I want out at 56. I double my money. (laughs) Right. So I feel like I got robbed today. Well, again, all time high was like seventy seven dollars in yeah. March of twenty twenty one. Make it make it 80 bucks and people you'll see a lot of people support Musk. Even 60, I think, would get it done. But, you know, well, to e- me, even even right now at 54 or 56, whatever he's offering, that's a premium. 5420, by the way, yeah. I like how he put the 420 in there again. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's such <laughs> a troll. But but that's a premium on, on what the stock is worth anyway. At the time he made the bid. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, so we'll be back with some more sports. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate all the sharing and uh, all the love we're getting on social media right now. So we appreciate you greatly. Stick around. We have a crazy town coming up. We have more clips, some more news. We got more sports with Slick Rick. And I think he's going to take a, he's going to open up another one of his buttons for the ladies out there. Let's see some of those chest pubes. An inflation forecast that leaves many restaurants shaken. Inflation eats up their thin profit margins. Restaurants have had to raise prices by at least 10%. Karen Brummer leads Georgia's Restaurant Association. How many more restaurants in Georgia do you expect realistically will close by, say, the end of 2022? I think we could lose another 3,000 restaurants probably. Because? Because people are just stretched to the max right now. I love this tune coming in, boy. But continuing uh, inflation just doesn't stop. It keeps rising. The value of the dollar continues to go down. And President Biden is out there stumping to spend even more of your money, trillions more. So you're probably considering your financial alternatives right about now, and I don't blame you. Paper money is worthless. Um, So how do you protect your hard-earned savings? You know, one of the options out there is to buy gold, physical gold, and silver. Buy gold and silver. Buy the rounds, 
Because, folks, if there is the only way to really protect yourself from inflation, you should be talking to the people at Birch Gold. Um, Birch Gold are experts in precious metals. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Birch Gold experts in, are experts in precious metals, um, and most importantly, they have all kinds of options. You can actually buy the gold coins and hold them physically, or you can convert an existing IRA into a gold IRA, and you can convert your eligible 401k account into a gold IRA. It's very, uh, it's very easy to do, and the experts there will help you. All you need to do to get started is text America to 989898. So on the phone number, it's 989898. Just put America... Hit send, and they'll send you an information kit with no obligation. They'll show you how to protect your gold and silver investments in a tax-sheltered account. So get the facts. Get started today. You have nothing to lose. Text the word AMERICA to 989898 to get your free information kit. They've made it super easy. Text AMERICA to 989898. And now find out how to owning real gold, real silver, can really protect your savings. And in all honesty, I have been buying gold and silver since I am uh, 29 years old, um, it was on the advice of an old timer who said, cannot trust this new money system. He was a guy who knew about it. When he said, when we went to the petrodollar in 71, he said the dollar was dead. I was, that's what he was told me when I was, it was like the early 90s. And uh, this guy was very frugal, very wise. He was uh, one of, you know, I had a, there was a book called Tuesdays with Maury. I don't know if you ever read yep. it. Yep, Mitch Album. Yeah. Mitch Album. And this guy was like my Maury. There was also a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. My Great dad book. was a blue-collar, salt-of-the-earth. Like, you know, he could teach you how to shotgun a beer and, you know, and, you know, you know it, everything he did was how to change a carburetor with a cigarette butt in your mouth. But my <laughs> second dad was my accountant, and he treated me like a son. And every Tuesday we would talk, and... He was my first real landlord, and uh, I, I joked around. I'm like, you're like my Maury, because t- every Tuesday was my quiet day. It was his quiet day as an accountant, and we spent so much time together. And He really said that you have to protect yourself against inflation. You have to protect yourself with hard assets, including land. But more importantly, he said gold and silver were a nice hedge against the inflation. So Yeah, and... Um... The uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki. Another great book. Uh, The Richest Man in uh, Babylon. Um, I think it's George Clayson. um, And that was really great about, you know, how money means nothing unless you really have some values. I never read that book, so I would definitely put it on my list. So, um, you know, do you guys want to get to see the crazy town? Do you want to do that right now? Let's get crazy. Oh, sports first. Okay, Gio told me we got to do some more sports. We'll do we'll do it in the next segment. We got it's like a teaser. We got to drag people to the next segment. All right, we'll, all right, we'll save it for the next segment. But uh, all right, Rick D, what do you got? I mean, uh, Rick A, what do you got going? Slick Rick, Slick Rick Sports, brought to you, brought to by, you by MyPillow.com. Don't forget, check it out. Use the code LFS6B. You know, I was sleeping in my sheets last night. No kidding, I swear. And I and I actually just rolled over. I said, man, I love these sheets. They are the best quality sheets I've ever slept on in my life. I got the purple geezers. They got some other great colors. Not everybody's about purple like me, but there's plenty of other really beautiful colors. There's a nice blue. You get a chance. Use the code. Great stuff. It and works speaking- at my store, too. 
Right, exactly. You got the you got the my store. He's got a great store with all kinds of products too. So you want to check that out again? Use the LFS six B code and get a great discount. Like Big D says, he doesn't know how they do it. And speaking of Mike Lindell and MyPillow.com, let's go to Minnesota for the Minnesota Horse Exposition PRCA Rodeo. You see, how I did that April fifteenth to the sixteenth at forty four thousand dollar purse Saint. Paul, Minnesota. I can't say in a great state of Minnesota, but ah, Slick Rick loves Minnesota. I'll be there early June for the Big Prince celebration. So I just booked my uh, trip. <laughs> and this is the State Fair Coliseum. Bareback riding. Nick Pelkey, 81 and a half points on Barnes PCR, PRCA Rodeos. Cold Front Clouds. $1,117. Steer Wrestling, Kyle Ike, four and a half seconds. Team Roping, David Walker and Cooper Freeman, 5.1 seconds, 1922 each. Saddle Bronc Riding, Quint Stroh, 71 points on Barnes, PRCA Rodeos. Moon Dance, what a fabulous night. Barrel Racing, Katie Kaisem, 15.23 seconds. Bull Riding, Jimmy Martin, 83 and a half points on Barnes, PRCA Rodeos. Sundance, we're from Moon Dance to Sundance. All Around Cowboy, Clay Clayman, $1,259 for steer wrestling and team roping. Now, a few folks have been hitting me up uh, in the getter chat. Love the getter. All my getter friends. Animal Topper. Uh, you name them all. I love them all. Hammett, uh, Chuck and everybody else. We got some great people in there. But, but anyway, they're asking about USFL, Paul. Did you happen to catch any of the USFL this weekend? Uh, I have not, but I do have it dvr so that tells you what a sicko I really am. Well, good stuff. I got Ryan Gatos of Fox News reporting. United States Football League kicked off its inaugural season Saturday night with a thrilling matchup between the Birmingham Stallions and New Jersey Generals. Remember the old president, Donald Trump? He uh, owned the Generals back in the day. He sold that a while ago. Wish he was back in there. But anyway, they could use his help because they blew that game. Uh, But it was a perfect way to start the season and the momentum continued into Sunday as the league was able to get two of its three games on the schedule kicked off. The final game between the Tampa Bay Bandits and Pittsburgh Maulers was postponed to Monday due to the weather. But the Stallions over the Generals in a thriller. What a a first game. I I watched it. I blew my mind how great the competition was. 28-24. Stallions quarterback Jamal Smith led the team on a nine-play 50-yard drive for a touchdown with 23 seconds left. Smith scored on a two-yard rush and celebrated with his teammates in the end zone. Fantastic first game. Back and forth, back and forth. But uh, I'll tell you, the Stallions came up big in the end. Well-coached team. Uh, You know, a lot of good people. I have a feeling that a lot of the people who have been boycotting the NFL and upset with the NFL are now embracing the USFL because what does it stand for? United States Football League. That's what the acronym is, and it's fantastic. And I don't think you're going to see any of those boys kneeling there either. That's just a gamble. And speaking of gamblers, gamblers 17-12 over the Panthers. The gamblers scored all 17 points in the first half and held on for the win. And last but not least, the Breakers 23-17 over the Philadelphia Stars. A two-yard rushing touchdown from Jordan Ellis put the Breakers up six points early in the fourth quarter, and New Orleans couldn't allow Philadelphia to get on the board to tie or win the game. So that was it. Great weekend in the USFL. And, uh, Paul, I got a few more stories, but I'm going to come back to you in two minutes in case you got something to close out the, the segment with. I, I just wanted to add, uh, 1983, I was in my grandma's living room watching the first game of the USFL, New Jersey Generals. They played at Giants Stadium when the Giants weren't home. And Herschel Walker the took great the great Herschel yeah. Walker. He, he took the field, the and that was a very exciting day. I think he played with them for three seasons. Loved Herschel. I mean, what a score that was at the time. For them to get Herschel Walker, who was such a big name coming out of high school. All-time Georgia. leading rusher from uh, Georgia. University of Georgia. Georgia. Right? Oh, big. And, 
man. I mean, that was another example of Trump making a monstrous splash, and that league really could have made it. It was pretty, pretty crazy how close they were to really yeah. being something special. Well, was, uh, hopefully, this year is a win for the USFL and a win for the great Herschel Walker. We want to see both of them succeed. I think they're both good Patriot leagues, and 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 Patriot in itself, but Herschel, fantastic. So I don't know if you guys saw. So we we only have like thirty seconds left. Did you guys see that Bill Gates had made a comment at TED uh, twenty two in Vancouver? And Gates declared it was somewhat ironic that protested had gathered outside the venue because he has saved tens of millions of lives. Is what it, you know. He's, this is this how detached he is. You know, he said the Gates Foundation is very involved in vaccines, the invention of new vaccines, funding vaccines. And this is the guy who uh, said we need population control. Yeah. I mean, are we really seriously like, is this guy that detached I, from I think reality? He, is. Uh, he, he saved a lot of lives in India with the vitamin shots, you know, years ago, decades ago. But definitely mm. uh, he's on tape saying he wants to control the world's population. Oh, There's no arguing. Like some yeah. people in, well, we'll get back to it next. Let's get back. Uh, we're going to do uh, Crazy Town next segment, I promise. Keep sharing and caring. We love you guys. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Stick around after this commercial. We have some fun with the clips. All right, we are back live from Studio Six B. Hope you're having fun out there. Um, we're going to get to a little more news, a little more sports, but uh, my God, the president and commander in chief. <laughs> I mean, what do they got? The CIA dressed as a bunny? Oh, it just it writes must, itself. It must be, right? It writes I mean, itself. You know, they have, you know, that's this old, let's listen. This is another example of this is the ultimate puppet. I mean, are we kidding? We have a puppet steering the puppet. So we got to go to crazy town right now because when I saw this, I couldn't get a hold of myself. You know that they got Biden mic'd up. So anytime he's talking off cue, some rabbit, you know, some guy with a hook, somebody's going to stop him. You know, the CIA is directing the buddy. It's like, grab his arm, grab his arm. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, Comey in in that funny outfit. So what do you say, G? Want to roll crazy town? Welcome to the Easter egg roll. The president and I are so excited that you are here. Learning doesn't only happen in a classroom. There are so many fun opportunities to learn around us every day. And that's especially true here at the White House. Today, we hope you learn the re- we hope you learn by going to the reading nook, roll some eggs, and most of all, have roll fun. Some eggs. My job is to keep it from raining. The uh, we weren't able to host this Easter egg roll last year because of uh, the pandemic, the joy, the laughter, and uh, the occasional, at least with my young grandson, it's only two, the occasional there's Easter Bunny, <laughs> a little uh, startled sometimes. But uh, the joy and the laughter is something that has been a wonderful tradition here at the White House for a long, long time. Please make it stop.
Uh, can't be talking about Pakistan and Afghanistan. All these are about the Asian Mr. President. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm mic'd. Here, come sit down. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to quickly read Brown Bear, Brown Bear, so you're all not soaking wet. And they're not going to let me read it all. <laughs> I'll let you, here, you can start no. us off. Can you, oh, here, can I'll I read let backwards? Read like, like he's a child. Brown Bear, Brown Bear, what do you see? I see a bird looking at me. Now you got it. Okay. Oh, he made it through. The yellow whole, duck. The whole yellow was like, duck. What <laughs> do you see? Script. The bird looking at me. I see a blue horse looking at me. Blue horse. Oh. Black sheep. Black sheep. What do you see? I see Joe looking at me. I see children <laughs> looking oh, at me. Oh. Yay, you children. Thank you. <laughs> so hard. Okay. Just stay. There's something just sit, don't worry. <laughs> She's a teacher. I'm the teacher, you know. She's a teacher. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Fallon! When you see a duck, by the way, when you see a duck, everyone yell, Quack! What is that? It's a duck! <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd see one! More than rainbows, more than dreams, more than three scoops of your favorite ice cream. Whoa. I know we're tired. I didn't write that for you, I swear. I promise I didn't plan this. I see another duck! That's great editing. That was great. Oh my god, man. You know, shame on every Hollywood director that made uh-huh. some like leftist piece of crap political movie in the 90s and 2000s, you know, Swing Vote and Welcome to Mooseport, because that's what that is. That's, yeah. Like this guy oh. can't function. I mean, he, no. He, he, Rick, I mean, the what uh, Jill saying, just sit, just sit, wave. Do not tell me that they're not all on eggshells, not even trying to. They, I mean, they're walking on eggs for sure. I mean, think about it. I mean, every time he speaks, they have to have a bunny come over him and, and move him around. So I have a confession. Uh, when I was seven years old, um, I was at the uh, on the White House lawn uh, rolling eggs at the Easter egg roll contest with Amy Carter and President Carter and Walter Mondale and Rosalind Carter and Lillian, the grandmother. <laughs> oh, um, that was a really fun day. I'm an arch conservative, but it was a really fun day. And I watched my brother shake Walter Mondale's hand. Uh, my earliest Washington, D.C. experience when Washington, D.C. was a free state, a free district. Now it's a war zone, Mad Max, dystopian ridiculous place um but it was when dc was free you could go you can go anywhere uh and that was a great moment in my life just yeah. sharing yeah it's uh you know when you're a little kid i mean it's we're gonna forgive you for uh <laughs> you know, for supporting uh jimmy carter because we're watching jimmy carter the sequel right now but worse yes but he wasn't out to lunch. Yeah. He was just a bad president. Yeah, he was you know? a good person. Deep yeah, he's down. a great he was a person. Very nice man. They, uh, but actually, he was an anti-Semite, according to 15 staffers who quit on him. So I can't say he was a great person. Speaking but. of anti-Semites, is Elizabeth Warren an anti-Semite? I mean, she wants this investigation of uh, Jared Kushner. I mean, every time somebody of any kind of ethnicity gets questioned by someone from the right aren't they instantly labeled some kind of a uh oh yeah either you're a racist attack or a sexist or, or you're an anti whatever whatever they can they can label you as you know they're gonna do 
because that, that's what happened during the Obama administration, right? If you dare question anything when it comes to Obama, uh, even, even though it's only policy related, oh, you must be a racist. No, it's just his policy sucked. How about that? Can you just talk about the policy without injecting color? No, deflect, they have to inject projection. color. They have to inject race. They have to inject anything they can to deflect away from the fact that you're pointing out something that they don't want everybody else to notice. Mm, no doubt. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's the only reason they do that. It's the it, it, besides the fact that they want to start a race war and then trying to divide people and put everybody into their little boxes so they could fight them against each yep. other. Um, but it's Mark's also because if you bring attention to the fact that, hey, this is bad and this is going to cause prices to go up, it's going to hurt the American people, it's going to hurt our, our economy, it's going to hurt our country. Oh, we can't have you saying that. Uh, what can we call them? Sexist, racist? What, what, what do we got? Yeah, that, that's the, that's the way it works. That that's that's the, the that's the sewer, referencing back to uh, Slick Rick, yes. uh, the sewers that we're dealing with in D.C. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, Rick uh, Delgado. You know, our earlier conversation. You know, they're they're regulating how much fertilizer farmers can buy now. Uh, through our railroads, yeah. um, For you know, reason. this whole thing is a big deflection, right? And uh, we're, we're under assault. Farmers are under assault. Yeah, well, thank God we'll be able to use uh, Roundup-ready food that doesn't need <laughs> anything. It's Franken-food. So, you know, one of our, uh, you know, faithful uh, fans of the show has hit me up a few times. Please mention the truckers. um for freedom and um, the people's convoy deserves a little bit of love. So I just wanted to say they, they've, uh, this is from Epic times who does a nice job following them. Over a hundred demonstrators showed up on the steps of California state Capitol building in Sacramento on Monday, April 18th to support the people's uh, convoy uh, to fight the end of vaccine mandates. And Mike Landis lead trucker in the convoy and other organizers, uh, organizers told supporters on Monday at the rally was only a prelude to larger protest plan for Tuesday when state lawmakers are scheduled to vote on a proposed legislation related to vaccine mandates. Um, Landis told Epic preceding the defeat of the defeat mandates rally on April 10th in Los Angeles, where thousands of people turned out to protest the mandates. The People's Convoy um, has been opposed to tyrannical 10 legislative bills California lawmakers have proposed. So they keep fighting and they keep standing up for our freedoms. And um, I just want to make sure that we we're not forgetting them because we're not seeing them really anywhere. And I'm hoping that we'll see uh, our own Ben Burkwam and Harry on the highway find a way to maybe, you know, Get get you know to one of these rallies when they're out on the road because these guys are doing a great job and I'm you know real proud of them. So I just wanted to uh, to share that story. Uh, I just think it's important that we keep mentioning them because they they're not getting anywhere near the love they deserve. So. No, and and uh, disgusting media outlets like the Daily Beast who did a hit job on me. Oh I'll never forget it. On you? Oh my God! You know oh, the uh, hit job they have on the. Truckers on the People's Convoy, they're, they're accusing the, the truckers' dogs of urinating on the food in the trucks. You know, these people are uh, despicable. And yeah, um, that hit, I was going to mention that hit piece. an enemy of the United that. States. I can't believe you saw that. I saw that hit piece, yeah. and I was disgusted by You're it. So disgusted. And I was going to mention it, but I didn't want to, like... Well, I'm to... sensitive to it, because I'll tell, tell about the story another time. But yeah, I was interviewed by them, and they totally flipped everything around and, and tried to destroy me. You know, at the we're at the point right now where if you ever are interviewed by an alternative sir, like source... Don't do it. You, no, you do it. 
but you have your own secret camera set up and you can take it all and break it down yeah. in, in context. I watched a guy named uh, Avi uh, Yemeni. He was attacked by uh, Jim Jeffries, um, who, who's a big leftist liar. And he deliberately went on knowing he was going to selectively edit all his stuff to make him look like a racist or an anti-Semite. Meanwhile, the guy is an Israeli Jew and he's a, a patriot and he, and he, you know, he fought in the Israeli army and he, oh, so anyway, he, he let him set himself up, videoed it and his editing team dissected Jeffries for being the liar and exposed him. It got like seven or eight million views. It was a tremendous you know, effort to I, like expose another selective edited scam. I had four kids at 23, uh, three kids at 23, and you know I've been raising you know four kids, uh, and now I have grandkids, and paid for 75 years of college and, and Catholic school for my kids. And it's always been a struggle. Yeah. And I was wearing a nice suit, uh, Ralph Lauren, at a, at a fundraiser in New York City, and this uh, reporter came up to me. And was basically saying, you know, to me, oh, where'd you get the jacket? I'm like, listen, I got it on sale at Macy's, you know. And I was like really nice to her. And we're having this conversation. And the article the next day was how David Zier is a rich country club Republican from Long Island choking <laughs> wow. on lobster at this event. And I, I was so I was so upset. Um, you know, I felt like planting myself outside the <laughs> Daily Beast, you know, and just... Um, you know, they're really terrible people, yeah. you know, cause I had the to sacrifice to go to that event. You know, I'm not a rich guy and, um, you know, it's, they have such disdain. Yeah. For anybody who's trying their best to be the best they can be. Yeah. And then not, you know, this whole, um, a meritocracy or this whole, you know, you know, guaranteed outcomes is it's absurd. It, it's to the, it's to the point of just the, um, unbearable. It's unbearable. It's elitist brat snobs. Well, it's because you don't play for the right team. If you played for their team, they wouldn't care what you did. Yeah. You know, it's as simple as that. They don't care. They don't truly care what you're doing. Uh, uh, but if you have a D next to your name, then it's fine. If you have an R next to your name, no matter how good it is, no, 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 you're the enemy and we must destroy you. That's that's just the way they think. They are just dirtbags. Um, you see it all the time. I, 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 we, we pointed out, all the time, whenever we see it here, um, you know, when you see the mainstream media and what they do, what they try to do, how they try to frame the narrative. And, and you know, it's just, it's, it's just relentless. We're, we're, right. We're, I mean, you look at Ilan Omar, right? You know, talking about this yeah. Christian plane of these people yes. just being joyful and loving and sharing just this is their this is their moment and they're enjoying themselves so for her to like make that comment is not only insensitive and inappropriate and just an absolute absurdity it's it it it, it besmirches so much of, of of the history of this country and people who have great christian Christian values and you don't have to be a, a devout Christian to know that Christian values are the foundation of our constitution and of this country and of our morality that keeps us well, all the together as one yeah. right, we'll be back we have uh, one segment to go and uh, we'll hold that thought the Beatitudes teach uh, forgiveness yeah. Final segment. Um, we got a little bit of sports to do here, Rick. 
And uh, why don't we just bang right into it so we get to some of these clips. We have some fun clips to do. All right, one more NBA update. Wells Fargo Center, Sixers lead the Raptors 105-86 to with a little over four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Looking to sort that one away and go up 2-0. couple of the good games in action tonight, but I'll have a report on that, obviously, tomorrow night. One more rodeo, the San Angelo Cinch Shootout. Now, you heard of the San Angelo Rodeo. I reported on that in the first segment, but this is the shootout. This is where they go head-to-head, the two or three best top uh, top leaders, and, and finish it off for a nice purse. Same place, San Angelo, Texas, San Angelo Coliseum, bareback, Cole Reiner, 90 and a half points on Picket Pro Rodeo Company's top flight, picked up 7,500 big ones. Steer Wrestling, Tyler Waggispack, we've heard of him before, 3.7 seconds, $7,500, well-earned, great score. Team Roping, Caleb Driggers and Junior Noguera, 4.3 seconds, also $7,500. And Saddlebrock, Brody Crest, 90 points on Pete Carr Pro Rodeo's Larry Culpepper, also $7,500. Tie Down Roping, Shane Hanshey, 6.8 seconds, and Bull Riding, Josh Frost, 87 and a half points on Pete Carr Pro Rodeo's Curry Bill. All both $7,500 purses. And I don't know if you guys heard the news today, but there's going to be a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen battle in the match. This is from David Arrow of Fox News. This just broke a little bit uh, earlier this evening. Get ready for a battle of star NFL quarterbacks on the golf course. It's the old guard against the young gunslingers in the next installment of Capital One's The Match uh, golf event from Turner Sports that it was announced earlier tonight. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers will take on Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in the 12-hole event on June 1st at Wynn Las Vegas, the only golf course on the Las Vegas Strip. It will be the first appearance by Mahomes, the 2018 NFL MVP with the Kansas City Chiefs and Allen, a 2020 Pro Bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Together, four NFL stars have a combined nine Super Bowl titles and nearly 90 appearances in the playoffs. Incredible. And this has been a great event. A lot of, I, I believe it's like $33 million has been raised with these match tournaments. You know, we've seen Tiger. We've seen lefty Phil Mickelson in them as well. And they're really a good fun. So June 1st, coverage is on TNT uh, at 630. Of course, I'll be uh, telling you about that. And speaking of PGA, Jordan Spieth beats Patrick Cantlay with playoff bunker shot to seven inches. When Spieth finished, he was a stroke behind Shane Lowry. However, Jordan Spieth hit a 56-foot shot from a green, uh, greenside bunker to seven inches and beat Patrick Cantley with the top in-par putt on the first hole of a playoff Sunday in the RBC Heritage. Playing four groups ahead of Cantley, Spieth birdied Harbor Town's par for 18th lighthouse hole in regulation, holding a 10-footer for a 566 and 13 under 271 total. Not a bad score. Cantley parred the 18th in regulation for a 68. When Spieth finished, he was a stroke behind Shane Lowry, but Lowry's chip on the par 3, 14th raced across the green and into the water, leading to a double bogey. He finishes stroke back after 69. So, not bad for Jordan Spieth. Good win in the PGA. And uh, one last quick story I'll, I'll bring to you. We want to get to our friends in NASCAR. Kyle Busch, one of the Best in stock car racing, slips past Tyler Reddick, Chase Briscoe for first NASCAR Cup Series win of the year. This is an AP report from Bristol, Tennessee. Kyle Busch slipped past the spinning cars of Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe to steal his first Cup win of the season Sunday night on slick wet, dirt-covered Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, Reddick was chasing the first cup win of his career, led 99 to the 250 laps, and controlled the race from the final restart with 24 laps remaining. But lap traffic allowed Briscoe to close in on Reddick, and he timed his move for the win for the third turn when Briscoe tried to slide his way past Reddick on the inside. The move backfired, and both cars spun out of control, and Bush, who was running third, simply skirted through for his first win. NASCAR, good stuff. 
Paul, back to you. Yeah, there's another example of if the people out there, if you're there at these events, <laughs> and send us, send Slick Ricky's uh, phone clips. We're only allowed to play them if they come from your phone. We can't play it from network. But um, I, I want to get to a couple clips. Jen Psaki, again, was at it. Did you guys see any of her press conference? You know, she, there's a, uh, let's just start with cut four. Let's just, let's just go through cut four. We have new reporting that at least 23 people apprehended at the southern border in 2021 are on the terror watch list. Why do you guys think it is that somebody on a terror watch list would want to get into the United States undetected? <laughs> well, I, I can't make an assessment of that. But what I can tell you is that your data you're citing here means the Border Patrol was doing their job. I mean, so, they so they 62, apprehended people at the border. 2,000 illegal immigrants a day got away last month. Are you saying that you can say with certainty none of them are on a terror watch list? Here's what we're talking about. Encounters we know and of a suspected terrorists attempting to cross the southern border. They're very uncommon. Uh, we're talking about a few dozen annual encounters at most, at most, uh, and these encounters represent significantly less than the 0.01% of total encounters per fiscal year in recent years. But I'd note, these individuals, these 23 people, the Border Patrol, they stopped them. They prevented them from getting into the country. They're protecting our homeland and keeping us safe. So the president is not worried about holes in the southern border being exploited by people trying to come in and kill Americans. He's grateful to the Border Patrol for doing their job and, and stopping these people and preventing them from getting into the country. Oh, my goodness. All right. The, the first lie is um, they prevented them from coming into the country. No, that's not true. Because they got over the border, they were in the country when they were apprehended. So that's lie number one. And that's probably the biggest one. Because then that leads you to believe, well, if you've got hundreds of thousands of people crossing and you've only grabbed 23, what about the 24th or the 25th? I mean, there's hundreds the, of thousands of right. people pouring over. She suge her suggestion is that, a, they, yeah. that, they, that the border agents got only the terrorists. Right. Yeah, okay, exactly. terrific. <laughs> terrific. And well, they're coming yeah. from 160 countries right now. I know. They're not coming they're from coming Mexico from like they were. Oh, yeah, because terrorists are probably going to say, well, we can't come in through that border. We're not. You know, we're not from Mexico. That right. would be that would be immoral of us to come in that way. Let's you know, are you kidding me? Let's just helicopter in. I um, can't kill people in another country if I cross the border illegally. That's illegal. So let's go to cut five. <laughs> While she's praising these border agents, let's go to cut five. One additional question about uh, something that happened a few months ago down at the border. We've been told that the mounted border patrol officers, the president accused of whipping migrants, have been notified they will not face criminal charges. So when is the president going to apologize to them? Uh, there is a process and an investigation that's gone through the Department of Homeland Security. I don't have any update on that. The president that said that they were whipping people, which would be a criminal offense, and they've been told they're not going to be criminally and charged. And there was an so investigation well. into that, and I'll let the Department of Homeland Security announce any conclusion of that investigation. You accused these officers of brutal and inappropriate measures now that they've been told they will not be criminally charged. Will you apologize? And, Peter, there was an investigation into their behavior. So that investigation is playing out. Whenever it's going to be announced, the Department of Homeland Security will announce that, and I'm sure we'll have a comment on it after that. Oh, <laughs> she's such a liar. She, it, you know what? And you could see how she's so sick of lying. Like, like you could just tell she's just so sick of being busted and hated by 90% of the people who, who watch her. I thought she was leaving. Yeah. What and why yeah. is she still there? I thought she was going to MSLSD, right? Yeah. I want her to stay. Demon it just shows what pathetic people Yeah, I want her to stay are. and I want Stealth to never leave CNN. <laughs> he is a, he is just a never ending pile of entertainment.
With his, <laughs> it's a good way his, to put it. <laughs> with his big dumb head tilting like a dog when he hears something like, you're criticizing CNN, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's it's, big, it's TV gold dummy. every time he speaks. <laughs> it's TV gold. <laughs> I mean, he, he's so goofy. Yeah. His dumb misshapen head. I hate him. And his high-pitched voice. <laughs> I know. It's like, and, eh. Come on, it's Easter. <laughs> so, Humpty Dumpty. I mean, he continues. He, continues to, he, he never disappoints. Right. The Humpty Dumpty of CNN. So, but anyway, we're so far, like, look, we had a lot of fun tonight. I can't thank, uh, you know, everybody enough for all the sharing. And David really uh, had a great time here tonight. Slick Rick, as always, you nailed it. Again, we're going to have people sending you. We've got to encourage people to send you clips that we can play. Yes. And uh, Good quality. tomorrow we yes. got what even is that, right? Tomorrow night we're going to roll with that? I hope so. I'll be back Wednesday. You'll be back Wednesday. Tomorrow I'm going to meet Miranda Devine, oh, the author yes. of Laptop from Hell, who broke the Hunter Laptop story. Yeah. And two years later, everyone's yeah. admitting it's real. Yep. Yeah, shocking. Where Matt Disgraceful. Is now. Just but I'll give you a report on that. No, looking forward to that. Miranda Vine's a nice that's a nice interview there. Guys, thanks so much. We are, you know, so appreciative of, of the audience and the network itself. It's been an honor to work tonight. And you know, we really want to thank you know all the people on the front lines, all the people who keep us safe, you know, everybody, you know, who's you know serving this great nation and you know, from the healthcare workers to the sanitation workers and everybody in middle America. God bless you all. Thank you so much from the bottom of our heart for letting me host tonight and uh, we'll see you all tomorrow night.